audience. I get it. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. We are not quite there yet. Don't let your guard down now. Just follow the current safety guidelines. Wearing your mask is the best way to get it done. I know the mask is hot. I got it. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. Now that's hot. And that's pretty fly if you ask me. Now we need to all keep it together, okay? This is Uncle Steve telling you, let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The bottom line about the quarterback situation is because they're so important and there are only so many of them that are actually elite. Either you have one or you don't. So what happens when someone doesn't have one? They start squinting and seeing what they want to see. Daniel Jones, yeah, he can run and he can throw. So they start seeing what they want to see. That's why the Mitchell Trubisky thing was all right, because based on what was available for them, they went out and got the most athletic guy. They How's that look now? GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It's the Daniel Salerson and Aaron Summer Show filling in for Gus Kattengale. NBA Draft Lottery is tonight, 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, leading up to Eastern Conference Finals Game 1 between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. If you want to chime in, 800-998-1003. A few poll questions out. Which one, as far as the first one, what's going to happen tonight in the NBA Draft Lottery? You can tweet at us, at ESPN Radio NOLA, or again, 800-998-1003. Also, who do you got tonight? Heat and Celtics. And then the third one that we kind of came up with in our first hour, is this the most optimistic you felt about the Saints and the Pelicans at the same time since the Pelicans moved to New Orleans in 2002? To help us a little bit more with the NBA Draft Lottery, Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com. And Jim, before we get going on Draft Lottery Talk, I just have to say this. You've been here, what, 17 years now? Yes, it'll be 17 years in November. It's been 17 seasons if you count the partial first season that I was here. So, yes, it's been quite some time. And what did I just have to do? Uh, introduce me onto the show? No, I had to let you in the building. Oh. How do you not have access to the building 17 years in? Aaron Summers well, has been here less than a year. Thank you, thank you. And she has basically taken over this <laughs> entire facility. I don't know. They're trying to send a message to me, I guess. I don't know. I, it's, I'm always worried about, uh, who, who is it? The, uh, Jamal Adams, when he plays on the, played on the Jets, there's always that video where he, Couldn't he get tries to facility. get his thumbprint yeah. and it doesn't work. So yeah, I don't know if they're trying to send a message to me. We'll have to take that up with IT. They told me that they're going to take care of it. Um, I'm not sure if it's happened yet, but. Maybe, Maybe there was a problem with your fingerprint. That could be. Maybe if but I put they in... run it in a system, and, you know, and now also... there's going to be some blue lights coming for you. <laughs> also, yes, there's a uh, it's face recognition too. So maybe there's a problem with your face. Yeah, that I don't could know how be. many times you've heard that in your life, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's yes. a different story for a different day. Yeah, uh, they uh, uh, hopefully they'll get that taken care of. I mean, maybe I have to put another 17 years in before that they can settle that. It's so. part of the bonus package. Yes, you yes. get you get lit into the building. 
after 17 years here. So I've been just waiting for people at the door for the last 10 years. <laughs> and we'll get through it. We'll get through it. But let's talk about the draft lottery. And you and Aaron did a fantastic job with the video you all did yesterday, kind of explaining how things will go down tonight if you haven't seen it, pelicans.com or the Pelicans mobile app. Um, we'll get to Aaron in a second, but can you kind of go over the nuts and bolts about what the Pelicans can get tonight, what the Pelicans can't, and kind of how this whole process goes down? Sure. I, I'll try to do this in a way that is not boring. Yeah, don't and, put us to sleep. Yeah, that, that's always important. Um, I mean, I think one of the biggest things that some is somewhat confusing to people that needs to be said right off the bat is that they can only pick 1, 2, 3, 4, or 8, 9, 10. It's impossible to pick five through seven based on the format. Um, at the lottery, the, only the top four spots are determined, and after that it just goes by record. So I think based on how they do the drawing where they do it in reverse order I think is a little bit confusing to people as well because in the back room, basically, the secret green room, whatever they call it, where they kind of uh, have people secluded back there and they're not allowed out, in that room they basically pick combinations of lottery balls and they do it. Really, it's just the top four. So they, the first combination that comes out is number one pick, second, number two pick, so on and so forth. Um, so, but to make it really more entertaining and more dramatic for TV, they, they announce it in reverse order because obviously it would be, you would ruin all of the drama and the, um, climactic part of it if on TV you said, here's the number one pick and then it's kind of a downer after that. So they just do it in reverse order. Um, I don't know how much I want to get into the, the mechanics of the drawing itself just because I feel like that does bore people, but there's basically a thousand and one combinations. The Pelicans have X amount of combinations, and when the, those are drawn, that that's how they start the process of determining, the, like I said, the top four picks. Aaron, would you rather be in the room secluded four to two to three hours, don't have your phone, but you get to know the results before anyone, or would you rather be the person on the podium that could either be really happy or really disappointed with your reaction potentially being on national television. I think I'd rather be there. Okay. You'd rather be up front? I do have this problem where exactly how I'm feeling shows up on my face (laughs) without me doing anything or being able to stop it. It's not good. Um, So I could probably get myself into, you know, some trouble with my facial expressions, but I would, I would rather be there around people. So you would rather be outside on the podium yeah. waving the people and you'd be the representative for the team? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. What Sign about you, Jim? I think I actually have been in the not I've never been in the back room. They'll never I'll never be that VIP status to <laughs> get to that point, but I have been actually at the lottery itself I don't know how many times it's been, two, three, four times. At least twice, I remember I was there in 2019, and there was a couple other ones, I believe, earlier where the Pelicans did not win the lottery. Um, I think the year that they drafted Buddy Heald, I was there for that one. Um, one of the seasons that the Cavs won, which doesn't narrow it down. Yeah, exactly. Because the Cavs won the lottery a couple <laughs> times. I do remember, um, but, but to, to go back to your question, um, I think I like being out with all of the people and, you know, at the public part of it that they show on TV because, um, I think it would be tough to be in the back room and know the result, especially if you know that you've won it and have to sit there for an hour or two with that bottled up and not being able to um, talk to anyone. I, I thought it was cool how in 2019 when they showed the video of um, Alvin. Alvin Gentry, I thought it would it would be cool. And 
I'm not a, granted, I'm not a video producer, but this is just one of my ideas. But you stayed to on me, Holiday Inn Express last Exactly. <laughs> to me, I think it would have been cool to show, to document what happened after that because you're in a room with 13 other teams and representatives of all those teams that are angry at you. Yes, very, varying degrees of frustration and anger, especially the teams that finished that season with really poor records but didn't get the number one pick and therefore didn't have a chance to get Zion. So you're spending all of that time with them. To me, that would be almost as interesting to see how that goes about, to listen to some of the conversations than just the immediate reaction where you see Alvin Gentry jump up and pump his fists and everyone else in the room is trying their best to not look very angry and upset and disappointed, but they have to just kind of deal with it. So um, being there in 2019 in Chicago in the room was really fun because I remember looking at the other writers that were there from New Orleans. I believe that Andrew Lopez was there. I think Will Guillory was there as well. That might have been before Christian Clark was on the beat. But um, we were all looking at each other like, this is unbelievable. I can't believe this has happened. It was just – it was a really cool, fun feeling just to to know that all of a sudden the entire NBA was saying – the Pelicans are getting the number one pick, and despite the fact that the odds were – the percentage chance was only 6%. What will happen first? You be allowed into this building or you be allowed in the draft lottery? <laughs> well, hopefully this building <laughs> because I don't have I don't have much hope for being uh, in the back room at the uh, at the lottery okay. at, any, at any point in my career. That should be another poll question. <laughs> will Jim get into the building first before the draft <laughs> yes. lottery or vice versa? Yes. I still have the F yeah shirt from – that draft oh, okay yeah because that was alvin's response and he was high-fiving everyone else i don't think anyone else wanted to high-five him yeah but he stood up and goes f yeah and then mm-hmm. high-fived everyone and that was kind of the reaction that night if i remember correctly i think i want to give credit to the re- i'm trying to remember that his name the, whoever represented the miami heat was genuinely um happy for alvin and showed like a really good response i think partly because Miami that year had like a zero point two percent or whatever. Yeah, they they didn't go into it thinking you know we had a chance to win it, and that that person may even have or may even have a relationship from Alvin when way back when he was in the Miami Heat organization and was their head coach interim I think for a while and then he was the full fledged head coach I believe. Um, but yeah, the other some of the other people in the general vicinity did not look very happy for Alvin or the nor the Pelicans so. Aaron, when you go into tonight, is there going to be? Are you content with anything happening, whether it's one through ten, or are you kind of hoping now that there's a possibility of you can move up to top four or get number one? If you see us pop up at eight, is it going to be a eh, or is it going to be a all oh, right? You know, no matter what the situation is, I mean, we should be walking out today being happy no matter what. But are you are you one of those that's like let's get greedy, let's get in that top four number one, or is everything going to be okay if it lands eight, nine, or ten? So I'm kind of stuck because I like the team that we have. And I think with the addition of Zion, I don't know that there's that many more pieces that we necessarily need. I have faith in Coach Green and what this team's been able to do. And I don't really think that there's any huge names in this draft that I'm really excited about. I mean, there's some definitely good good talent. Um so if you go in the top four, I'll be like, okay, yeah, great. Like, definitely add a top four guy. There's definitely some good guys at the top of this draft. Um, but yeah, it's, camp is going to be crazy this year because the competition at some of these positions, I mean, we really have an ability to continue to get better. You bring in some other guys, undrafted guys. We saw what Jose was able to do. You know, there's going to be a lot of fight for 
playing time this year. And that's just going to make the team better. So, yeah, if we get a great draft pick, then by all means, that's going to make everybody else around them better as well. I don't know. I don't know if I need it, though. You'll be okay either way. Yeah. It's interesting to compare this year's draft lottery to 2019, again, that we talked about. Because 2019 did feel like there was one grand prize and everything else was kind of a consolation. Um, I do think it's hard to remember if we details from three years ago but it did seem like there was a feeling that if you're in the top three maybe that that was great but obviously there was a number one pick that was beyond everything else this year feels a lot more like um if you're in the top four you're just as happy as if you win it so i don't think it's going to be this even close to the same kind of joyous reaction of getting the number one pick compared to what happened here with new orleans in 2019 where you had all the videos of the sales staff going crazy here. I vividly remember tons of fans sending us videos of themselves from their ho- from their homes, jumping around with their kids. Mm-hmm. Sending, I remember some really funny, cool videos of people sending um, videos of their children looking at them like they were crazy because they were jumping up and down and throwing things in celebration. Um, but this doesn't seem like that. So in terms of how I'm going to react or how I'm going into this, I think in some ways I'll be just as happy if the Pelicans end up with the fourth pick as I will be the number one pick just because it doesn't seem like, at least at this stage of the draft process and the analysis, that there's a feeling that there's like one or two players that are head and shoulders above the group. It would be an amazing positive, I think, for New Orleans to finish in the top four. To get a pick that you didn't even expect and have that end up in the top four would be tremendous. But I think either way, I think – I mean, I don't mean to speak for other people and tell them what they should or shouldn't think, but from my standpoint, just keeping the pick is a huge is also a, a big positive. Even if you end up picking ninth or tenth, if you drop down in the lottery and the lot, the luck isn't on your side, I mean, having a te- top ten pick is is a is a great thing to be able to think about. And the next makes the next month plus just having that pick is is going to be great because we're going to have all the conversation about the draft and we're going to be heavily invested in it. Um, I think the excitement level for the team is sky high right now across the city, and this is just another kind of feather in the cap of that process of why people will be optimistic, enthusiastic for next season. Before we go to break real quick, let me talk about this after the break. Is Was 2019 the first year of the new lottery revamping? Yeah. Yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Has There's been a team that's jumped from at least seven or eight into the top four, I think, every year, correct? I'd have to go back and look at that. I'm not sure. I remember, I think it was last year, there was very little change from the pre-lottery slots into what everyone ended up with. I can't recall if there was a team that jumped up. I mean, if you remember that being the case, I'm sure did Toronto it is. jump up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They did. Toronto did. They picked fourth, I believe, and they ended up with Scotty Barnes. Yeah. So yeah, um, I know our our year 2019, both the Grizzlies and the Pelicans jumped right into I think, it. Wasn't it? I think the Grizzlies were seven pre-lottery and the yeah. Pelicans were eight, maybe, yeah. which is the same as what they are mm-hmm. technically right now. So, yeah, um, I prefer this format tremendously to what it was before. It seems like there's more surprises. All right. Well, we'll keep Jim here for another segment. When we come back, more lottery talk. I want to talk with both of you about what position the Pelicans need in this NBA draft and also what you do with the pick if you're in the number one spot, a top four, or number eight through ten. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers filling in for Gus Cattengale. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. Thank you. 
not only does the largest diamond store in Louisiana have 2,389 engagement rings. We also have 904 wedding bands. Not including the one-of-a-kind wedding band we're going to make for you. Do you have a really unique engagement ring? Are you having a hard time finding a wedding band that matches it? Come to Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. The largest diamond store in Louisiana. He just loves saying that. Ramsey's can make a custom wedding band that fits alongside your engagement ring perfectly. No matter how unusual your engagement ring is. It will look like it was made for it. Because it was. The sky is the limit when you come to the largest diamond store in Louisiana. Dad. I think Aunt Lori likes saying that, too. You're going to find the perfect engagement ring at Ramsey's. And you're going to find the perfect wedding band, too. Engagement rings and wedding bands are what we do. And big anniversary diamonds. Welcome to Ramsey's. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers, the largest diamond store in Louisiana, on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer here in Lockport. They want you to know it's important to keep your vehicle running its best. So Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department is offering you the works. And all change up to five parts is $39.95 or diesel $129.95. The works includes oil filter change, tire rotation, and multi-point inspection. Get a brake job for $289.95, including brake pads, resurfacing rotors per axle. See our certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is not Gus Kattengill today. Aaron Summers, Daniel Salerson, and we're joined in studio by Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com. We're inside the Oxford Sports Performance Center where all three of us work, so it just made sense for us to be here on NBA Draft Lottery Night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN, leading up to game number one of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. If you want to chime in, Niles, the time, 800-998-1003. A few poll questions for you at ESPN Radio. NOLA, first one, what do you expect from the Draft Lottery tonight? Who you got between the Heat and the Boston Celtics? And then also, is this the most optimistic you've been about both teams, both teams combined, Saints and Pelicans, since 2002 when the Pelicans moved or then the Hornets moved to New Orleans also. What position would you like the Pelicans to draft if they're able to secure the number one pick, top four, eight, you name it? Is there a position of need that is more important than any else? Feel free to chime in or you can tweet us again at ESPN Radio Noel. So I'll start with you, Jim, and I'll get Aaron's response here. When you're talking about the draft, I'm not going to ask you to go specifically into draft prospects but as far as position of need and i know this also changes given where the pelicans draft because it could be a best available at number eight nine or ten top four could be there is one particular player that you have to have and then there's a number one pick or something that you know out of the gate who you think the best player in the draft is so jim you can say whatever you want as far as what you think the need is 
Um, but sure. it also could be circumstantial. So kind of talk about what you think leading up to the draft, which will be in uh, a month or so. Sure. In terms of a general need, to me, shooting is the at the top of my list. Um, they were consistently near the bottom, in the bottom 10 in terms of three-point percentage throughout the season. And as we've seen with the way that the playoffs have unfolded, um, Milwaukee is a good example. Game 7 of their series against Boston, they shot 4 for 33. Um, we're at the point now in the NBA where even if you're not shooting threes well, you keep shooting them because it's that it's a, such a huge part of the game and you can't be left behind in that category, I feel like. So I think, generally speaking, that's the area that I would, if it's possible, to add more shooting, not even just with the first-round pick or the top-ten pick, but just overall. And we've seen the Pelicans not only have success with second-rounders, but also undrafted guys the last couple of years. Um, in terms of, you know, kind of positionally, um, to me, I'm I'm curious to see what they do. If you look at their starting lineup, the starting five that ended the season, and that was very successful and productive over the last you know 20, 30 games of the season. Um, is there is Herb Jones long term a shooting guard? I'm not sure, um, but that's where they have him. Like on paper, that that was the starting two guard with CJ McCollum at the point. So maybe if there's a guard, I mean, ideally somebody with size, somebody that is gonna be a, a good defender and also can make open threes. I mean, I, I know I'm not asking for much here. Just yeah. someone that can do everything. Um, if you can fill all of that with one player or a couple players, to me that would be maybe the, the area of need that is the most pressing. Um, to me, it seems like, I mean, granted, if you if you get the number one pick, you finish in the top four, and there's a front court player that can make a huge difference, um, You maybe you have to take that guy, but... I don't think there's a lot of um, if you just on paper there's not a lot of minutes available in the front court here compared to what there is with the back court. I mean, several of the best players on the team are all front court players, whether it's Zion, Brandon Ingram, um, Jonas Valanciunas, um, so on and so forth. So that's kind of the way I would break it down. What about yeah. you, Aaron? Herb and Jackson both as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's very front court heavy and um with the addition of zion it's going to get worse you got larry nance as well who definitely proved that he deserves some minutes i would go with the guard position as well i i like uh jaden ivy from purdue he was i love jaden ivy from purdue and the way that he plays Mm -hmm. i think fits the pelican style he is really quick he's athletic and he's gotten better at the half court with his shooting ability from outside. So I think he would be a great pick. They have him slated in the top five. Um, if we get up there, then I think that would be an awesome um, person to get. I do think that there's not these superstars in this draft. I know we've talked about Chet Holmgren um, and Jabari Smith from Auburn. You know, Paulo Bancaro from Duke is always, you know, everybody loves those types types of players and guys especially out of duke but i I don't know it's going to be interesting to see what happens and as it falls down maybe to a little bit later in the draft i mean you never you never know i'll ask you both this question is it more challenging when you really don't have a consensus number one pick like you do this year because i think at least in my opinion i don't think everyone's like you have to go with this player like the zion over jaw or you know there's it's this this guy no matter what does that make yeah. it more challenging, number one, if you're in the top four? If you're the Pelicans laying in the top four trying to figure out what other teams might do ahead of you, or does it make it easier because it does mean that whatever falls to you in that top four is going to be someone that you want? I don't know. I mean, I think it depend. It does depend p- partly on what specific 
pick you end up with. I mean, we've seen a lot of years where if there's basically, I'll go back a ways to early in my tenure here, the Durant Odin year, where everyone said there's two guys. If so, if you have the second pick, it's easy to determine who you want because whoever the first team doesn't take is is your guy. Um, I, I think um, if you end up if if you end up one this year, I mean, you could make the argument that there's more pressure on you and that it's a much more difficult decision because you have a pool of, say, four or five players. And Aaron, I think, just mentioned all of them in terms of the guys that people yeah. have cited as all the go top number tier. One. Yeah, they can right. all go number one. Mm-hmm. So I think from that standpoint, yeah, I mean, it might be – it's it's more quote-unquote difficult. But at the same time, I mean, if you – I haven't studied the draft even 1% of the amount that I need to to understand – fully the whole situation but if you've spent the last couple of years if you're someone in an nba front office and you've spent tons of time and you have a a big preference for one of the guys i mean obviously it'd be awesome to pick number one because then you don't have to worry about what other teams think or do because you can just take the guy that you think has the best future so i mean that's kind of the way i look at it again this draft actually reminds me of what we just went through with the nfl draft because there wasn't really that overall, like, this is the best player. Usually there's these quarterbacks, you know, we knew with Trevor Lawrence, like, he's going to be the guy. Yeah. And it was this back and forth debate on who was going to go first. Are you going to pick for position or are you going to pick best overall player that falls to you when you're picking? And with Zion, I think no matter what team was number one that year, he was going to be the pick, yeah. regardless mm-hmm. of your needs on your team. And that's, I think, where things might change this year is you look more at the needs for your team as far as who you're going to pick instead of just taking, you know, quote unquote, best player, regardless of position. Yeah, it's funny when people look back at 2019 in hindsight. Thank you. That's where I was going to go. And I figured you were going I there, too. I didn't want to go here. No, it's OK. I'm so I don't tired think it's of an, that argument. It's important, though. I think it's important to address that argument. I don't, it I don't, is. And I'm not coming at this from the angle of anything that you said I disagree with at all. I um, better not. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it more. It's more. It's funny to me to think back because you said, you know, regardless of what team picked number one, regardless of what positional needs, whoever won that lottery was going to pick Zion. And I always jokingly slash seriously say that any GM in the league that didn't take Zion number one would have probably been fired like the, ne- the next day. Like you would have, people would have around the league would have been like, you're, you're a bigger, an you're a bigger idiot than we yeah. thought you were. Yeah. Um, fans would have probably tried to tear down the arena of whatever yeah. um, team that was. So I mean, it was it was beyond an, it. It's like it almost it, it misleading to call it a no brainer. It was like beyond a no brainer. It was like. Oh, so you're actually not getting to the John Morant part of this argument? I wasn't going to delve into that. I was that, going to that. Okay. By all, all right. means, go ahead. Well, the people that say that you should draft a John Morant over Zion Williamson based on the number of games that he's played and what John Morant's been yeah, able to do. Yeah, hindsight is 20 Exactly. And going back to Jim's point, 10 out of 10 general managers would have made the exact same pick. And also, both these guys are still 21, 22 years old. No, there should not be a determination of who won that draft based on the first couple years of their NBA lives. The way that Morant plays, we don't know how long he's going to be able to play like that because he goes barreling down the lane. He looks like he's a liability um, to himself as far as knock on wood, but anything ever happening to him, as we saw, he's taken some bumps and bruises even over the playoffs. And we don't know how Zion is going to come back. Right now, without him being able to play and seeing the way that John Morant played this year, 
it's just a great thing to be able to sit back and say, oh, we won Memphis this and that. Yeah. And Enjoy like, them both. Enjoy yeah. them both. We don't want to enjoy them as far as we want to be ahead of them. We, in, want, in the standings, we want every great player to be able to play yeah. because sure. that's better for our fans, better for us coverage-wise. I also think it's easy to forget how incredible Zion was during the season that he played. Last season where yeah. he played 60-something games out of the 72. I mean, he was fantastic. Like right. You have to remember that, that when he's – on the court, and we're obviously all hoping that you know we get to see him back in full force this year. We're talking about a player who's top ten, top twenty in the league, and has the potential to move even further up the ladder in terms of his potential and ability. All right, well, we'll see what happens tonight, Jim. I appreciate the time. If they'll let you into the cafeteria, enjoy your lunch, my friend. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim underscore Eichenhofer. He'll be in front of the NBA draft lottery and everything else, and. We'll have a podcast tomorrow. Our player recaps will continue with Jose Alvarado. Thanks, man. Hey, it was great to be here, and the the long 50-foot walk I had to make was was something, but it was worth it. For the love of God, let Jim in the building. That's going to be a new hashtag. Let Jim Eichenhofer in. Jim, I appreciate it. And when we come back, Lee, I see you on the line. I didn't want to bring you on and just have you for a couple minutes, so we'll bring in Lee to chime in, 800-998-1003, if you want to talk about the draft lottery. But when we come back as well, Aaron Summers will give us her thoughts on the New Orleans Saints in rookie minicamp and the golf tournament yesterday. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. I get no Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm active duty, so I'm figuring out my options while I'm stationed here. Hey, Kevin. Navy Federal Credit Union is celebrating Military Appreciation Month, so you called the right place. Guess you could say it's like a match made for Kevin. Get it? <laughs> Very good. At Navy Federal, our mission has been to help the military community for over 85 years. During Military Appreciation Month, we're celebrating the commitment that connects us. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. 
Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Daniel Sowers and Aaron Summers with you filling in for Gus. As I mentioned, I really am not a big hot take guy, but we can hear your hot takes if you have it. 800-998-1003. Let's go to Lee. What's going on, Lee? Good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, Daniel. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. Um, look, I- I'm listening to the show, loving the show. Always love the show because, I mean, I'm a sports fanatic. You know, this area, yes. man, Saints, Pelicans, hey, give it, give it, give it every day, all day. We, we love it. Um, I called because I wanted to touch on the, on the draft lottery and what you guys thinking of, you know, the, the, the route to go. For me, and just my, my opinion, I think the, the clear-cut number one in this draft to me is Jabari Smith. If you, okay. if you got the first pick, you got to take Smith. After that, it's like, okay, any, to me, any one of these guys in the top ten could help the Pelicans. And I, I think the Pelicans, of all the teams, I think, have the least amount of pressure going in here because what we have right now on this team, I, I, I mean, I'm of the thought that the guys we have right now, all they have to do is get better. Just yep. practice more time on task. Just more time on task to get better. And then whoever we bring in, we're just adding to the mix. See, mm-hmm. other, other teams that's picking in the top ten, they got to get a franchise-changing type player. There's more pressure on them because the, the Pelicans don't need a franchise-changing type player. It would be nice if we get one, but... You don't need that. What you need is somebody to complement what you already have. And I just think we're in a great position. I, I think the ideal position for the Pelicans would be is the second pick. Okay. Number two would be awesome. Number three would be great. Number four would be great. Well, number five through eight would be great. I just think right now we're just looking for the fit. Who's going to fit with the guys we got? You know, um, who's going to be that dog that we can bring in? That's gonna fit, just fit right on in, be like a little pit bull, just fit right on in with the guys we already have, and I think that's what we're looking for. And and yeah, would it help that that it can shoot for three? No doubt. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if David Griffin went the defender route. Which one of these top guys have the is the best on defense? You know, because imagine right now, just imagine. I'm just dreaming again, but imagine <laughs> Drew Holiday on this team with Herb Jones. Yep. Now you have Drew Holiday and I mean you got two guys playing shut down defense um, that that's got the ability you know that's starting on the team. I'm just thinking you know bring in maybe one more defensive guy that that you could that that you can uh, put in the rotation. Man, I, I'm telling you, I, I just think the Pelicans are in the in the, in the situation right now where they're the catbird seat, you know, and whoever they pick, I think is is gonna just add. Add to the depth of this team, and I just think I'm just looking forward to the uh, off season that they could everybody can get better, and I they can figure figure out how, how to work Zion back into the mix. And I Absolutely. think David Griffin, yeah, David Griffin going in has to think about okay, who I'm picking coming up in this draft. It needs to be somebody that's going to complement Zion's game because you're absolutely. Giving Zion a max contract, I don't see no, I don't see why you wouldn't. 
and he, he won't, he's in a rush to sign it, you should be in a rush to give it to him. But maybe, maybe give it give it um, like a 187, but give it a potential to get up to 224 with maybe some incentives and some clauses and things like that. But I think we guarantee you have to guarantee he's 187. Uh, All I right. Mean, I, I don't – yeah, that's where I'm at with it. But, I'm man, look, Pelicans, needle pointing up, is stuck in the position. Like I told guys, the needle is stuck in the opposition. The Saints, man, if, if Jameis, no excuses. Jameis got some weapons now, bro. Jameis going to have some serious, serious weapons. All them guys need is some time on task. And that's where, right now, championship should be made right now. Because if I'm Jameis, I'm on. I'm talking to all these, all my wide receivers. This is little guys. Let's get together before minicamp, before OTAs, and all this other stuff. Let's start getting some time on task together, mm-hmm. so we can be on the same. When we get training camp, it's not about. It's not about okay. What play we gonna run here? No. When we get training camp, it's about okay. Um, because we had the time on task. You do this. You do this. You do this. Bam, and that's it. When training right, camp, right? Just fine tuning some things. Is, yeah, five yeah. minutes for training camp. That's it. You, you're not trying to build nothing in training camp. All you're trying to do is tweak. They should they should already know what they're going to do before training camp even start. So I'm it sounds excited. like they've been talking I, already. So hopefully yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yep. All so right. You, you guys are lucky, man. Y'all lucky. Y'all absolutely lucky. Y'all get to cover two up-and-coming teams in both the NBA and the NFL, respectively. I think it's great. Uh, the city is just buzzing right now. And it's time, man. I think we're going to get another championship real soon. I do, too. Real Lee, soon. I appreciate the time. Some great points. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, As alluded to, this is a great time for both organizations. And yeah. the city has been buzzing for sure. And that's kind of what we, we talked about as far as is this the most optimistic you have been uh, for both teams at the same time. I think Lee kind of touched on it that maybe – it is, but I think he greens up. And Shane, we're going to get to you in just a second. So hang on there, Shane, uh, as far as getting to you. And the calls are coming in 800-998-1003. We'll move our Saints talk a little bit to the back of two Peacock Hour because the, the Pelicans are the talk right now. But the talks about the pressure as far as this team. And we talked about it with Todd. This is a team that's in the lottery with being a playoff team, which is pretty rare unless you're able to get a trade like you did with the Los Angeles Lakers for Anthony Davis. So I think that's a great point as far as if you get in the top four, you're adding to already a team that's pretty well put together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Laniap as far as who you might get, whether you're in the top four or if you're eight through ten. People are already talking about this Pelican squad, what they are able to do going from one and 12 to winning two play-in games and then the really tough playoff series against the Phoenix Suns. And then the addition of Zion. There's going to be a lot of hype about this team. And if they can land a top four pick in the draft as well, I cannot imagine what some of the expectations are going to be and the talk like nationally about what this Pelican squad can do. All right, let's go back to the phone lines and hear from Shane. Shane, thanks for waiting. How are you, man? I'm good. How y'all doing today? Good. What you got? Great. I think you go big in the draft and, and start making preparations to – move on from Jonas Valanciunas in the next couple of years. Because guards, you got Trey Murphy, you got Tyra coming back, you got Jose. I don't see the minutes for a top 10 guard. But I can see you phasing out Jonas in the next couple of years and you get uh, uh, Chet Hongren or or Jabari from uh, Auburn. 
and just kind of prepare to to move on from that from Jonas in the next couple of years. I just okay. don't see the guard minutes where you and sure. you can't change the start lineup at this point. So, are you kind of alluding to maybe someone that doesn't necessarily have to start right away? It's someone that can kind of learn off the bench and right. then gradually right. increase his role yeah, as the years bench. progress. Yeah, okay. come off the bench maybe this year or, and, and next year or the following year, you, you just kind of phase. And I, I like your honest. He, he's done great for this team and this city. But, I mean, he's getting older and, and we got to pick somebody. I mean, you, you can't just give the pick away or, or, or tell him, oh, we don't want it, we'll take it next year or nothing like that. So you got to you gotta pick somebody. Poor so, guy's only 29. Course, <laughs> yeah, I understand that, but you got Oh, no, I know, I, mean, I know. That's getting older than NBA years, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's and as far as the state school, I don't have any concerns about Jameis. I've seen Jameis throw for five thousand yards. To, we just got to get those keep those turnovers down because mm-hmm. with the weapons, he can he can perform. He has all the talent in the world. It's just a matter of him of them keeping him from making those interceptions because he can he can sling it and just got to get him to make better choices. And he seemed to be making better life choices. So hopefully that that uh, transfers to the field and everything. So, Yeah, the decision-making was much better last season. We saw some great oh, things from Jameis. His patience, <laughs> definitely not trying to force stuff. So hopefully that's the same thing this year. Yeah, yep. and, and I'm, I'm glad that not, I'm glad that he doesn't have to do that, that, that fake battle with Taysom Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. Taysom is, I'm sure, is a great guy, but he just wasn't an NFL quarterback. And I think Sean Payton, Eagle was trying to make him into one because he's Sean Payton, and I think it was it, it's time for him to to, to move on and, and and help the team the best way he can, you know, in another position. All right, Shane, I appreciate the words. Thanks for the time. Thanks for listening. All right, buddy. Y'all have a good evening. You too. All right, let's go to one more call here, and then we'll go to break as we are going to check in with Jordan, the intern, once again. But let's go to Uncle Earl real quick. What's going on, Uncle Earl? Uncle Earl, you there? Early there? How y'all doing today, guys? Hey, good. How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, what you got? Hey, I, I just wanted to ask y'all opinion. Uh, the, the Saints look like they're loading up, man. I'm just, to me, I've just seen, still seen a sample size of uh, Jameis. And look, I hope, I hope he can do it. And it, and it seemed like he matured a little bit, but it seemed like Sean kind of kept everything close to the vest. And now we got the weapons and all that, but I still think you need chemistry for all these guys coming in. And Michael hasn't played in a couple of years, uh, and Jarvis, and uh, and we might lose Kamara for a couple of games. Um, and I'm kind of worried about the the uh, the, um, the left tackle who we got. I think he's going to be a beast, but he's going to be able to um, take care of some of these ends that's going to be coming at him. It's just I got to feel like like the chemistry. If they're going to let him fly a little bit. We just got to keep the turnovers down, but on defense, man, we are just. Am I kind of off base about that a little bit? I'm just. I just don't. I don't know if I could see him going for us going into Green Bay or San Francisco and winning the NFC Championship game right now. I think that it's definitely. Yeah, it's going to look a little bit different because you're going to have Dennis Allen as your head coach. But we saw what he brought on the defensive side of things. They were fast. They flew around. And they were very disciplined. They brought a lot of energy. I think that that's what he's going to try to instill on the offensive side. 
and it's going to be up to Jameis Winston to keep even keel out there and to keep his composure, which we saw him being able to do that last season. I mean, it was vastly different from the Winston that we've seen in years past, the Winston that we saw, you know, the 30 turnovers again when he was playing for the Bucks. So if he can maintain that and everything is okay with him as far as his injury goes and his recovery, it sounds like this team has already started to develop chemistry. They really love Dennis Allen and its players from both sides of the ball. Talking to Jarvis Landry on Sunday, he talked about how much, how many conversations he's already had with Dennis Allen. And that's, you know, somebody that's really on the other side of the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see how they start coming together, seeing Dennis Allen coach lead the mini camp for the rookies this past weekend, getting his first taste of what that's going to be like. He spent his entire time on the offensive side of the field. So we'll see how that translates. I'm excited. I'm excited with the pieces. Um, just the energy on really the team excited. right now. Yeah. Hey, real, it, real, real quick. Um, the, the, I, I love this kid from App, the, uh, Appalachian State, the linebacker. Can you, can you see him? maybe special teams or even uh, helping out uh, Pete Warner a little bit because cause he seemed like he could be a really great player. And I uh, always love the show, guys. I hope you all have a great day. You too. Yeah. Thanks, Earl. Thank you. All of the players that were drafted by the Saints were captains of their team. They're very high-character high guys. They come in. They're very smart. DeMarco Jackson, he was the conference defensive player of the year, so you know that he is – elite as far as his level of play goes among that conference it's going to see he might take a little bit of time to translate to the nfl but he can definitely be a threat on special teams and you mentioned trevor penning the left tackle earlier and and penning said flat out on saturday i want to be the starting left tackle for this team but i understand that you have to earn that and he is going to put in the work and wants to put in the work again it is going to be a difference for some of these players playing at an nfl level but if they're willing to put in the work for it and they know what it's going to take then we'll see what happens we'll get into that a little bit more at the two o'clock hour when we come back though we'll check in with jordan the intern see if he has his resume built up here as he enters the real world you're listening to the sports hangover on espn new orleans 100.3 fm Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before. 
propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. If you suffer from neck or back pain, get relief from the experts at Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. We'll start with an evaluation and develop a treatment plan just for you. We offer non-surgical treatment options and, if needed, minimally invasive surgery, which can mean a quicker recovery. Get relief from neck and back pain and get back to work and play with Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. Call 985-495-0141-493-4501. No Gus Cattengale today. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers with you, holding down the fort at the Auctioner Sports Performance Center, home of your New Orleans Pelicans and the New Orleans Saints. NBA Draft Lottery tonight, 7 p.m. Central on ESPN, leading up to Celtics Heat, game number one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Our poll questions of the day, who do you have, Heat or Celtics tonight? Also, what do you expect tonight in the NBA Draft Lottery? And a third one is, is this the most optimistic you've been about the Pelicans and Saints combined since the team moved to New Orleans, the Pelicans, that is, in 2002? I said we'll check in with Jordan. He had 45 minutes, basically an hour, I guess, to watch some of Mean Girls and also come up with a pitch to why someone should hire them. Jordan, how did that progress go in the last hour? What have you been up to? Uh, has not yet started on my television because um, I'm a working man, Daniel. Uh, and you are my uh, – I'm being interviewed by you right now, so I'm pay, paying attention to the show. So I, I did not want to watch Mean Girls as of right now. Okay, fair enough. But have you thought about your pitch as far as why someone should hire you right out of college? Uh, yeah, I have given it, I have given it a thought. All right, let's hear it. Yeah, can you share it with us? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if you wanted to formally ask me it again, but yeah, I, I will say that um, if you reason why you should hire me is I'm open to learning new things. Past five years, that's basically what I have been doing is you know learning on the fly while maintaining school and meeting a high grade point average and also meeting a bunch of new people. And I feel like that I know that I can benefit bringing. Um, your organization better and up to newer heights as y'all are growing uh, in y'all's current process. So that's that's just kind of, you know, a little bit of what I have right now that I would say. And that's just a general, um, a, like a general answer. I know there's going to be a certain, you know, answer of how I would respond to that question if it was asked about a certain position that I wanted to fill. But as of right now, that's probably um, the most generic one that I could come up with. Well, I appreciate that you're open to learning new things, but what can you offer me right now that you already know? Ooh, what can I offer you? I mean, it all depends on what what direction that y'all want to go to in the organization uh, that I can help you out with. Jordan. I need some characteristics are you, are of you. Are you good working. with time management? Are you organized? Oh, yeah. Do you, do you, are you creative? Do you come up with great ideas? Um, do you shower every day so you don't stink in the office? <laughs> I do shower every day and I do brush my teeth every day. That is that is okay. confirmed. You'd be so general that don't hygiene, do that. that's good. Okay. There's general some people hygiene, that don't do that. I, I do come to work with good hygiene. I do not come with stinky feet or the back sweat towel like Larry knows Gus used to do. 
Okay. Are you timely? Am I timely? I like. I I believe that I'm timely. I, I feel like uh, before you know everything gets underway, um, I have a general idea of what's going to go down during the show and what we're going to talk about, and having thing all having everything all lined up uh, throughout the day in order to you know maintain my schedule and not get off of track uh, in the progression just throughout the regular day. Okay, do you work well with others, and as a team, are you a good collaborator? Well, I mean, I've worked with Gus Pattengill for the past five years, so I, I, I think that, that would do, I do work well with other people. I hope you're taking notes on some of these buzzwords, because... They're all great questions, yeah. by the way, Aaron. <laughs> oh, no, they, they are, they're amazing questions. We're trying to help you yeah, realize we're... your benefits to a company for those of just joining us here we're kind of helping jordan now jordan just graduated from college over the weekend so these are his first couple of days in the real world and we're just kind of getting jordan we care about jordan want to see him succeed and make tons of money and kind of want to get him ready for the real world so if you all have any suggestions for jordan about how to get ready for an interview or what type of questions prepare for 800-998-1003 is the way to go are we kind of helping you here jordan (laughs) do you feel like you're kind of gearing up now. You'll be ready to go if someone calls you for an interview. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I feel like that. Uh, I will be ready, and I'll have a you know a more. It won't be just you know so narrow as to how I will respond. Uh, what is that one question they always ask in interviews? It's like, what is something that you know, you're good at that can also be viewed as a flaw or something, you know, like they always are like, Oh, what is one thing that you're, you're not good with? And I'm like, Oh, I'm so organized. And so sometimes I spend too much time on that. It's like, really, (laughs) you know how you have to try to spin every negative. Mine is probably being loyal, loyal to a fault. Okay. That's good. Yeah. See, that's a good good one. one. Yeah. I, I like that. And I, I kind of the, your thing, Aaron, when people ask what your weaknesses are, I'm like, are these weaknesses bad enough? Or you'd be like, okay, That's he's not very is. good. Yeah. What your weaknesses are. Yeah. If you're not very good at this, or then you say, I don't have any weaknesses. They're like, you're a lying son of a gun. You're, yeah. You have to have some kind of weakness here. So that's the ones I always try to prepare for. Is, yeah. Like is, I'm a perfectionist and sometimes I yeah. put too much pressure on myself. <laughs> too many people like me and I don't have time for them. That's my <laughs> biggest weakness. I feel like that's the case for you, I Jordan, can't right? I say no. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, do you have a do you have a bigness weakness? Yeah. Um, I think, like I kind of said, probably being loyal to a fault. That would probably be you know one of mine. All right. So if you need to tell your secrets to anybody, Jordan's DMs are open. Yeah. And also, do I need to tell my secret? No. If someone needs to tell you, yeah. You're a vault. You're a vault. Jordan, we will not talk about just your your potential looking for a job here. Is we do have the NBA draft lottery tonight um, from you listening to the show, since you said you've been doing such a great job of listening and not watching mean girls like we asked you to do. Um, what have your thoughts have been what people have been kind of searching for as far as the perfect player for the Pelicans, no matter if they land number one, one through four or eight through 10. Oh, I think it's, I guess there's that kind of fine line that, you know, a lot of people throughout, you know, even yesterday and the past weeks as we're getting, you know, now five hours away from, you know, the NBA draft lottery taking place. I think the main thing was, all right, well, if the Pelicans get a top three selection, what do you do with that? Do you keep it or do you do you kind of trade it away? And 
I feel like for, for the most part, what I've heard is, you know, a lot of people are going to be keeping one through three, one through five, but anywhere else, I've, I've, I've kind of heard others say that they're more willing to give that pick up uh, to acquire something else. Uh, me, personally, I think you keep the pick. The Pelicans are in a great spot right now. I think you choose best player available. Um, I guess you. the main concern right now is you look at your contract, what, what, what's your biggest concern later down the line that you're going to need to fill, um, and maybe you choose from that perspective. But this is, again, there's no player that's going to be getting drafted tonight, so still have a, plenty enough time for the Pelicans to make a move. Um, it's in the cupping within the you know the couple weeks months leading up to the NBA draft so as of right now I'm hoping that my tankathon stays at three and I hope they, they they move up to three I hope they move up five spots but as of right now I'm saying just take best player available if they get uh, anywhere uh, in the top five okay so that window is still open on your browser you have not refreshed no it is still open that is it's still currently counting down Okay, perfect. Awesome. Jordan, we appreciate the time. Keep up the great work. Again, he's the man behind social media. There are a few poll questions out there you can still answer. At ESPN Radio, NOLA, the couple that are out there, who do you have, Heat or Celtics? Jordan has the Celtics winning tonight big time, he says, in Miami. And then, obviously, what do you expect in the draft lottery tonight at 7 p.m.? Jordan, I appreciate it. Enjoy the fact that you don't have homework tonight. Go watch some Mean Girls, and we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds good. Y'all have a great day. You too. Definitely. And on Wednesdays, we wear pink, Jordan. Wednesdays, we wear pink. That's right. That would be tomorrow. Yep. If you watch Mean Girls, you'll get the reference. Okay. There we go. We will not be on the show tomorrow, so we won't know if Jordan wears pink, but that's okay. I'll take a picture. Um, Also, it says audio only, so. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right, when we come back now, we'll start the 2 p.m. hour. If you want to chime in, 800-998-1003. Again, 800-998-1003. We're going to try to get into some Saints talk. We've been talking more about the Pelicans lottery. If you do want to chime in, you still can. The only guest we have for the 2 o'clock hour is at 2.15. Gary Smith chimes in on two-lane baseball. But other than that, it is open for you. And Aaron and I will get to some Saints talk next. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM.